Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's Outlaw Radio Time! I'm through with standing in line for some fun to begin, but I found a good thing leaving me with a grin. It's time for Outlaw Radio to begin. You have the great Billy Gibbons here? Got the light now. We got all these guys and girls in the house. Let me tell you, that's where it's at. (laughs) And that's, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Allen. Pass me a gallon. Robert Carradine on Magic Match Outlaw Radio. That's U- my name. Don't wear it out. On YouTube. On C. He's doing. Uh, he's doing his role as the nerd. <laughs> <laughs> on Revenge of the Nerds. And to quote Robert, you still got it. And to quote Robert Carradine at break, he said, "How friggin' long does this go on?" And I said, "As long as you have life in you, buddy." Oh man. You know, I mean, people. Well, he just said he has to go to. He said, "Maybe I should go to my car. Have some corn nuts out there." I said, "No, we have food coming." Yeah. We do have food coming. I thought he said porn in the car. That's yeah. what I thought. That's what I heard. That's why he sleeps in his car. Yeah. Well, that was last night. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there he is. Robert Carradine. The Tattoo Day Show. Robert Carradine, he's been trying to take over since day one, man. Since he became producer of this friggin' show. And there's no, and there's nothing I can do about it. Uh, but I, I'll tell you what I can do you about it. You can hire this. another producer. I can tell you that the, the movie that I believe you're currently uh, immersed in has a little something to do with handguns, but because of Alec Baldwin, everything has changed on the set now. Is that right, Robert? Yes, everything has changed on the set now, and our producer was so cheap, he he got some plastic Berettas. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. I'm not going to put up with that, so I went to this... uh, (laughs) I brought the real one. No, I I thought about going up to my brother (laughs) Keith's house and getting the real one, because I have a Beretta and also have a 1911. So your your bro Keith is also a a gun user, a gun... Yes, he is. Love him. But he has a safe, which is why my guns are... Nice. God bless him. And so anyway, I found this company in Alhambra that has a... I mean, they've got to have a hundred different airsoft guns, and one of the ones that that they had that I really wanted was a 1911. Mm-hmm. It's dead nuts perfect. It uses a CO2, and it weighs the same amount. I haven't I haven't compared it to my real 1911, but it feels like a real 1911. Right. And then for my co-star slash producer, I bought him a Beretta, and it's the same difference. It's like unbelievably realistic. All I had to do is remove these orange things from the front. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I shouldn't oops, have said that. Oops. Oops. <laughs> well, that's what makes it so a police officer or somebody's going to know it's a fake gun. Yeah, but I think... But you police, cut yours out of there. If I was a criminal, I would get a real gun and put an orange tip yeah. on it. Yes. <laughs> I've thought of that many times. Oh, that's funny. Oh, uh, I think Mike Z might be a criminal mind. That's an... It, oh, you, you think? Yeah. <laughs> so now they let you use that on set? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Nice. It, it, it shoots uh, six millimeter plastic BBs. Nice. And uh, 
The Beretta does not use a CO2. It uses a gas cylinder that I think is propane, which seems really crazy to me wow. to use propane as a, as a, uh, a driving force for, wow, these, man. for these BBs. But uh, yeah. it doesn't matter because we're not going to shoot them. No. Actually, I did, I did stick a CO2 in mine, and I shot it, <laughs> and it went through a cardboard box. Whoa. Nice. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. It's plastic. Yeah, they've got some velocity. They've got velocity. I have a 1.77, you know, mm. just a BB pellet gun, and it goes through boxes. I have have a 22. I have a 22 caliber BB gun that uh, a pellet gun that's uh, 1,700 feet per second. Wow, man! I mean, it'll kill a rat for sure. I I killed plenty of stuff with a 177. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think Robert Carradine? Do you believe? And and I understand if you don't want to answer this question, but do you believe that Alec Baldwin should be in the big house? I don't know if he should be in the big house, but he absolutely should be charged with manslaughter because mm-hmm. he didn't mean to do it, but he did it. Right, right. right. And he did it because he was messing around. And then he lied about it. Yeah. 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 No, he should not be getting off scot-free. Absolutely not. Yeah. Should Martin Scorsese uh, be let off scot-free for that uh, three-and-a-half-hour ponderous movie that he put there up there on Netflix? I mean, that, you know, they're letting Martin Scorsese get away with friggin' highway robbery. Okay, so get because this. Of, because of who he, you know what I'm talking about. The, I do, and his what new is it movie. Called? It's is called his, The Frenchman. No, The Italian. No, The uh, the, the Irishman. Irishman. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I'd get it. Okay, well, his new one is three hours and 45 no, minutes. No, 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 I've heard, I, I heard about this. Uh, a, uh, a famous director who will uh, remain uh, a nameless, but a buddy of mine, he and I smoking cigars a couple nights ago, he brought this to my attention. He said, Matt, uh, do you know they're letting him get away with anything he wants because he's Martin Scorsese? I said, but but isn't there an editor who would come? He said, no, don't you understand, Matt? Martin Scorsese's a genius. He's a genius, so they will not take care of business and turn this into a palatable movie, which I believe they almost could have with The Irishman. They could have edited that son of a bitch down, even though, you know, those effects where they make someone look older or younger yeah, that, didn't that, work. did not work. Didn't work. <laughs> you had to kind of look at it through squinted eyes, yeah. but I, I did see it at the Egyptian. Yeah. It had a two-week run in that theater. Right. And I went to see it in the theater. Yeah. And I took a whiz before I got there, and I didn't get anything to drink. And I made it through. Yeah. And I'm really glad I saw it in one go, because... That's, that's an accomplishment. Yeah. It, 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 you, you, you were not in the same spot where you started when you watched that movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. emotionally. Yeah, I thought he did a hell of a job. Yeah. I, uh, you, so you, you don't agree with me that it was way too long? That they, it, it was way too long, but yeah. at the same time... Uh, I'd have to watch it again and see what wasn't needed. Well, there's about 20 minutes, and I can run this down for you because, you know, me being a film editor all my life, uh, <laughs> you know, an accomplished film editor, uh, I was just a kid when Citizen Kane, but I helped Orson. Listen, the, bo- the bottom <laughs> line. Nicely done. The bottom, and thank you. Yes. Uh, I, wear that, I wear it like a badge of honor. But the bottom line here is that you were in an early, early Martin Scorsese film before they called him a genius. I was in his second film. Called Mean Streets. Yeah. Mm. And you played with... Uh, well, a couple, a couple classic uh, American actors. One by the name of Harvey Keitel, oh, God. fellow Marine, a fellow Marine, and and a good dude who and a great uh, actor, and another guy yes. who does not suffer the fools, but always felt. Let me let me throw this in because I learned this from a couple buddies of of 
Harvey's. That he should have been bigger than his buddy, Robert De Niro. Harvey has always felt that way. Yes, I'm talking out of school, but we will do that on the show. And in that movie, Mean Streets, with with the great uh, Robert uh, Carradine, <laughs> was a man named Robert De Niro. Maybe you've heard of him. He's done a couple things. Now... You played in a movie with both these cats. If you had to do it again, gun to your head, Robert Carradine, and you could only be in a movie with one of them, would it be Harvey Keitel or Robert De Niro? Robert De Niro. Because he is so good as an actor or because you thought he was a cool dude? I just think he's a stalwart young man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he was then. Yeah. Hey, have you seen that there's a new trailer out that Scorsese's doing a new movie uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro? Isn't that the one we're we're talking about? The flowers? That's the one we're talking about. Oh, okay. That that is three hours and like thirty friggin' minutes. Yeah, but it, have, have you seen the trailer? It's it looks insanely good. It, but it's insanely long. Yes. Have you have you seen this, Robert? No. Yeah, but it's out. I mean, it's out there for those in. Is it out yet? No, no. no, no. It's October. Out, it's out there for those folks like you. Yes, you could see it. It's done. It's in the can. There are folks. Where, where can I see it? There are. I'll put you in, in the can. I'll put you in contact with the right people. So you well, can couldn't I see it. it at the Academy? They'll probably show it there, right? Yeah, yeah. Most, yeah. most likely. Most likely, yeah. But uh, this, you know, a, a movie that long is, for me, that's a tough putt. I mean, that back to Citizen Kane, that was a pretty long movie, but I, not not that long. I haven't even made it through John Wick 4 yet. I, I'm God. still twice. Those are long, but yeah. actions, constant yeah. action. So, so you, you chose De Niro, yeah. but did you, is there a reason why you wouldn't want to work with Harvey Keitel? Yeah, he's a prick. Uh-huh. Oh, no kidding. Here we go. Boom. And Bobby was not a prick. He wasn't a prick, and also, uh, uh, what's the other guy's name? Harvey, uh, Harvey Keitel. Yeah, he's too short. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a specific instance that you can tell us about from that film? Well, that you- I tried out for that movie... Um, Mean Re- Street. Reservoir Dogs. Oh, oh Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Great movie. Michael Madsen. Yeah, One day. and, and oh, I yeah. went over to uh, Harvey's ha- house in West L.A. and met with him and Quentin. And this is at a point in my career when I had not yet mastered the art of the audition. Because up until this point in my career, I've been getting offers. I didn't have to audition. Right. So I hadn't really auditioned that many times before. And uh, it didn't go well. And Harvey wasn't, he wasn't kind. Did, oh, he, no. did he remember you from Mean Streets? I didn't ask. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What I say, man, I said no big stuff, all right? Yeah. I'll say it again. I said no big stuff. Yeah. That's it. Okay. I like this Robert guy. I work with him any freaking day of the planet, any time. Uh, another Scorsese story. Okay. Uh, my brother David and I were only on this film for one day, and I had pretty long hair. I mean, longer than yours. My my hair was really long. By and, the way, he's pointing to my brother Mark. And uh, so they tucked my hair under my collar, like they put like some bobby pins back there, and tucked it behind my collar. And all day long, Scorsese, like any chance he, he would get, he'd go, does this hair look, does this hair look okay to you? <laughs> hey, 
Makeup girl, does this hair look okay to you? I mean, he's asking anybody, hey, Grip, does this hair look okay to you? Yeah, is that right? So we finally get to the, the, the part of the scene where uh, my brother David goes into the bathroom, and I follow him in there, and I kill him. Well, at least I thought I killed him. I, it turns out he was so drunk, I just pissed him off. Okay. And he fights me all the way across the bar and out the door. Anyhow, it's an over-the-shoulder shot, and yeah. Scorsese's losing his f***ing mind. He says, okay, here's what, here's what we're going to do. Take the bobby pins out. Bobby, when you, when you go to kill David, uh, take the hair out from behind your collar and then kill him. Nice. So I do that. I take the hair out from behind my collar. I get the gun out, and I, I kill my brother. Yeah. Well... Cut to, you know, these NYU film schools when Scorsese goes to, you know, do a, a guest appearance. Inevitably, somebody will say, what was the significance of the assassin in Mean Streets taking the hair out of behind his collar and then killing the guy? Did that have like a spiritual meaning? And it's just like, it was just an onset situation that had to get dealt with. <laughs> yeah. And it worked. Yeah. It worked. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but we all, we, all, we all sort of search for the meaning. The meaning. It's a film. It's make-believe. It's show well, they are. It's make-believe. I mean, you, you look at it that way, do you not? I mean, Robert Carradine, you look at it that way. It's make-believe. It's well, just sort of, what? What? The scene on the uh, on the moonwalk in Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Classic. Yes. That was that was real thespianism, right? Yes, it was. I just wanted to give her something to react to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you it, Darth God, Vader. God, seventy-eight. Uh, uh, you were uh, what the hell? Uh, Hal Ashby. Uh, uh, coming home. Vietnam. Coming home. Yep. Coming home. Starred uh, Jane uh, Nutbag uh, Fonda. Who? Yes. Yes. And, and by the way, for those of you who listen to this show from week to week and watch us on YouTube and Rumble.com and Twitter, Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio, you have to punch it in that way. Uh, <laughs> then you know that y- yes, I'm not lying when I say that Jane Fonda wanted to bed me. Yeah. I was I was in it involved and she was 59 years old and I will tell you I was a kid but she was hot but I was in a relationship. Um but you uh, fool. But okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> per- I'm still breaking once again. We bust, we bust his, by the, by the way, uh, perhaps. Um but you know, a, a lot of the, the, her utterings out of her mouth out of lay I, I think she's a nutbag. That's my obviously it's my opinion because it's me speaking. However, hell of an hell of an actress, John Voigt, one friggin' incredible actor in my opinion and great american and but your performance caused like a little speculation that you might be the best actor in the family because of what you did in the movie coming home did you ever hear that i i've read that i've never actually heard it nobody's ever spoken it to me and it's false (laughs) oh you really believe that yeah, I. Of course he does. You're well, not being my, humble. No, no my, my brothers are much better actors than I. Wait, I'm sorry. I, I I thought I had Robert Carradine here, but Tattoo Dave is speaking yes. to you and saying, "Of course yes, he is. No, no, he's uh, he's completely humble." Well, David and, K- and the Kill Bill stuff, man. I mean, come on, you can't. They, the guy was brilliant how, in that. How about those you know he did a play in uh-huh. New York called The Royal Hunt of the Sun. 
and he did it on Broadway, and he played Atahualpa, who was the god of the sun, and uh, Christopher uh, Plummer mm. uh, kills him at the end of the play, and he staged it in such a way that he's he's uh, on his back with his head facing out into the audience, and his arms are out like in a in a Jesus Christ T, mm-hmm. and uh, he had perfected a way to breathe without showing any breath oh, wow. bre- breathed and uh, every night women would start freaking out in the front row thought he was really dead yeah wow 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 so yeah I think David and Keith well I'm pretty good <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still I'm still just scratching the surface of Robert Carradine's career and I I couldn't go through 20 minutes. Nevertheless, we talk about three hours without talking about a man named Lee Marvin oh. and what, and a great flick that this man happened to be in, in uh, The Big Red One. Oh, great. Oh, man, that's a great movie. That is a great friggin' movie. I don't know if your listeners know this, but in 2004, Richard Schickel, the celebrated yeah, critic from Time Magazine, uh, took it on upon himself, along with Brian Jameson, uh, <laughs> the executive at Warner Brothers in charge of home video, uh, to get the pieces out of the storage in Kansas City of the Big Red One that were cut out back in in uh, 1980 when the film was released. And they managed to restore 45 minutes to the film of before now never seen footage. Wow. Yeah. There's one actor uh, that was in the film and his wife did not believe that he was in the movie because he was not in the movie. <laughs> now he's in the movie, and she can't believe it. She's stunned. So if your listeners want to see that movie the way it was meant to be seen, yeah. it's called The Big Red One, The Reconstruction. Mm. Lee Marvin, another great Marine. Well, Lee Marvin, in my opinion, I, I wonder if uh, my meeting with Lee at uh, the Pretty Woman Hotel in Beverly Hills um, what was sort of... In tandem with this man, Robert Carradine, meeting or working with this man, I found him to be a true man's man. I smoked cigars with him at a bar, and it was just somehow he happened to be the only one in the bar. I was the other one, and we simply talked. Oh, man, what a story. Right? Because you know he was a Marine. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I can't help, I can't help myself. Yeah. Okay, man. But on, <laughs> okay, on, man. You know, you're Robert's good. You, you're scaring me. Right, right, right. No, you know, you're sitting next to a marine here. Yeah, yeah I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I want to thank you for your service. Thank you, I, I, I thank you, Bob. God bless. <laughs> okay, so anyway, uh, we get to location. We've been there about three days, and they're going to take us out to a rifle range so that we can shoot the M1 Garand. With live ammo, nice. And be able to properly mimic the recoil, because even though it's a, a, a semi-automatic, it does have a pretty good recoil. It's got some kick, man. Yeah, it's got some kick. Yeah, yeah, like you so know, Marty. We're Shut sitting up. in front of the uh, the hotel, waiting for Lee to come down, and it's me, uh, Mark Hamill, Kelly Ward, and Bobby DeChico, the four horsemen. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lee finally shows up with his daughter. He sits in the middle of the front seat. The daughter takes shotgun. Off we go. He hasn't turned around. He hasn't said anything. We're just looking at the back of his head, which he's got a proper Marine haircut, and his neck is all red, and it's red all the way up to the little bush on top. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, he goes, which one of you is Carradine? 
Oh, no. I am. He goes, well, F you, Carradine. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> what did that mean? That's all he said the whole way to the rifle Jesus. range. Jesus. Yeah. What did that mean? So we, I'll get to that. Okay. We get out to the rifle range, <laughs> and we're all taking turns shooting the M1, you know, ready on the left, ready on the right. Okay, fire at will. We're doing this. You know, I do a clip. DeChico does a clip. Kelly Ward does a, chick, a, a, a clip. And Mark Hamill's about halfway through a clip. And Marvin grabs the M1 and unloads the rest of the clip right at our feet. And he says, that's combat, goddammit. <laughs> he sits in the car. Wow. So that's how we met Lee. Wow, wow, wow. Man. So what was his and, and, okay, turn up Mark's mic for a second here. What was his problem with you? Well, I asked him about that a couple of weeks later. Lee after, Marvin we're talking about. Yeah, Lee Marvin. I said, Lee, what, what was with that F.U. Carradine in the car the first time we met you? He said, well... I figured I had to hang out and keep up with four of you young sons of bitches. So I wanted to, I wanted to set the set the, the record straight out of the gate. Oh, I love that. He said, also, you were the only one I'd ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, he was a good guy, that Lee Marvin, man. Can, can I mention a Lee Marvin story really please, quick? Please, please, Mike so, Z. When I went to boot camp, they told us when we were getting off the bus... And we got uh, right after we got off, we got to my platoon and they said, listen, there's going to be cameras around. Ignore the cameras. This is crazy. And I didn't I never thought about it again. And then years later, I bought the double seat DVD of uh, the uh, dozen, dirty dozen, dirty dozen. Yeah, yeah. And in the dirty dozen in the extras. There's a, uh, it's called leadership skills and it's narrated by Lee Marvin. And my platoon is in that. And I'm watching this, and I'm going, that's my drill instructor. That's me in uh, formation. Oh, no kidding. I saw myself in oh, formation. That's pretty cool, that. man. And, and actually, I mentioned it last week, I think. I don't know if I did. I meant to. But my drill instructor almost died last week. He's in the hospital yeah, in right Vegas. now, but he's coming through. Yeah, in Vegas. Yeah. And, and it's just the crazy. What, what are the odds of that? I just pulled my mic up. Uh, 100%, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, that is, that's insane, man. And, yeah, qu- and quickly, insane. we only have 90 seconds in this break, but I, I need to throw this out here because you did a movie uh, Robert Carradine was in a movie called Wavelength, and I mentioned this because Cherie Curry, who is married to the aforementioned yeah. our buddy Bobby Hayes of Captain Striker that fame, was after that yeah, movie in Airplane One and Two. <laughs> well, so wait, he you married. You're saying he married her after this movie in 1983? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Also, yeah. she was in The Runaways, the band of Runaways. Yes, yeah. yes, of course. Yeah. And did you, uh, was she a little bitchy or okay? Was she okay? She was. Yeah, fine. Great. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Him, him, no, 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 no. Yeah. Always, always hot. Bobby has has loved her to this yes. day. And she was she agreed to do a television pilot with me some years ago. And then she had this 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 big old uh, fugly ug uh, who was her quote-unquote manager who put the kibosh yeah. on that. She was going to come and do and chainsaw it, so, uh, yeah, she, carvings. Because, because Cherie Curry also does <coughs> chainsaw. Carvings out of wood. Yeah, and yeah. makes totem poles and all that. Yeah. She was going to do that on the show. She's a wonderful, I like her. She's a hippie chick. I, I, oh, she's I, an amazing I, person, I love her. man. And yeah. what she's been through, what she has survived is absolutely amazing. Yeah, and and I know there's if Bobby, if Robert Hayes, Captain Stryker from Airplane One and Two, if he feels that deeply about someone, yeah, because I love Robert so much, 
he must know something. And Robert Carradine, same thing with you, man. You're you're oh, yeah. you're saying you love her. We know things. Okay, <laughs> more more tings on the way next on Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio. <laughs> So, you're listening to Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio.